I was fascinated last week that Jerry was pounding Egg McMuffins like it was his job and dosing them with salt because he didn't care because he's 80. How about that? So what better, shrimp cocktail or Egg McMuffin? Don't waste our time. It's Egg McMuffin all day. And don't get me started about those puny little cocktail rings that you buy. They're disgusting. Much. Egg McMuffin's good anywhere. That's right. It's the Rod Peterson Show. Yes, it is. Guilty as charged. Welcome, everybody, to the RP Show. I can't wait to get on the air and talk about the Mike Babcock stuff, okay? I can't wait. Talked about it in our Instagram story. You can follow us on Instagram at The Rod Peterson Show. Taking over the world we are. Uh, and spitting chiclets, too. I'm in South Florida where they do have an NHL hockey team. There will be a lot of hockey here. There's a lot of football, too, and those will be... Pretty much what we talk about today, hockey and football. Let's bring in Darren Moose DuPont. He is in Lake Country, very close to the hometown of one Mike Babcock. And uh, good to see you, Moose. Uh, as I said to you, <laughs> hey, I said, I can't wait to talk about the Babcock stuff. And you said here just moments ago, good. What, what, what makes you say good about that? Well... We've got a topic that everybody's talking about that you and I are not not just passionate about, but, you know, we're familiar with hockey and the people in and around the game. This is our wheelhouse. So when you the two things meet, I mean, you said, I can't wait to get through the pleasantries. So you're good. Weather looks good. I'm good. Things are good at the lake. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, and I got stories. I got stories. Uh, can you hit the quick six show horn, please, Director Jordan, and then we'll go from there. Uh, coming up on the program today, a guy by the name of Coach Phil reacts. That's all I know. I can't wait to get to know him, but he seems like a guy I could uh, quite like. And Jersey Jim Berenger will be joining us from guess where? Jersey. And I got a story for you. I told you, Moose, I went, hey, I went out for a run this morning. I got caught in the rain, but that's okay. There's something nice about running in Florida and then getting rained on. It's just for refreshing. I went to a brand new coffee place today. Hadn't been in there before. And I was going to do my show prep. And all of a sudden, my phone rang from a hockey guy. And a staunch Babcock supporter. And let me say this. The conversation, the level of my voice got high. And all these old people, because I'm in Boca Raton, Florida, they were all, keep it down, keep it down. And I was like, I'm sorry, I was too loud. It's on me. I apologize. And they're all like, expecting a fight, because nobody apologizes, right? Anywhere. Everybody just wants to fight. I'm like, it's on me. I'm the problem. They're like, yeah, you are. <laughs> so I anyway, packed up all my stuff and went outside and finished the conversation outside. Um, like I say, I can't wait to talk about it. I got good news and bad news, Moose. What do you want first? Oh, uh, Hit me with the good news. The good news is we've got two million new homes we're in on Game Plus television throughout Western Canada. Millions more eyeballs on this show every single day. Do you want to know the bad news? Yeah, the bad news? We're in 2 million more homes across Western Canada, so there's a lot more people that have opinions on what we got to say every day. So um, I'm just going to get the poll question out right now. It's for Key Auto Group, and with the Key Auto Group, most vehicles receive a lifetime engine warranty guaranteed. Go to keyautogroup.ca slash the key advantage for eligibility and maintenance requirements. The Key Auto Group 
here to take care of you. The poll question very simply is, are you a fan or follower of the podcast Spittin' Chicklets? And I had to vote no, and in a couple moments, I'm going to tell you why. And Darren, uh, th- hold on to your vote. When we get to it, I'll ask for it. But again, are you a fan or a follower of the podcast, Spittin' Chicklets? Because as you said, everybody's talking about it right now. And while we're talking about business, and we're in the business of being in business, the text line is open for EMJ Marketing, 902-518-3033, if you want to write us at any point throughout the show with questions or comments about what we're talking about. EMJ Marketing will provide the right keynote speaker for your event. Look him up, joe at emjmarketing.com. We'll get the pleasantries out of the way. Number one, the Toronto Blue Jays open a three-game series against the Yankees in New York tonight, hoping to stretch their win streak to four games and improve their hold in an American League wildcard berth. Lefty Yusei Kikuchi will pitch for the Jays who begin the day in the second wild card spot, a game up on the Mariners and Rangers. To point two, Monday night football, Tony Jones Jr. ran for two touchdowns. Rookie Blake Group kicked two field goals, and the New Orleans Saints beat the Carolina Panthers 20-17 to Monday night. Saints go to 2-0. The Panthers not shocking 0-2. Tough night for uh, Bryce Young. Uh, he was sacked four times. And in the other game, it wasn't a doubleheader, as you noticed. It was another game. I don't know why they would put two games up against each other, but whatever. T.J. Watt scooped up a fumble by Deshaun Watson and ran 17 yards for the go-ahead touchdown midway through the fourth quarter. And the Pittsburgh Steelers beat the Cleveland Browns 26-22 in a game overshadowed by a serious knee injury to Cleveland star running back Nick Chubb. Steelers beat the Browns for the 20th straight time at home in the regular season. That probably weighed into the betters. There's more that I'll get to later in football. But point four, I very simply have, in all caps, Babcock fallout. And I'll tell you right now, our hockey coverage is brought to you in part by Common Crown Brewing Company. Head down to the Tap Room Thursday through Saturday. They're in 28th Street, Northeast in Calgary. They have their own bar there. So if you want to check out Common Crown Brewing, their craft beers, go do it. And if you want to do it from home before you go, go to commoncrown.ca. So here's where what I wanted to talk about. Number one, just on the spit and chicklets thing, I want to... I'm excited, so I need to... Not be careful what I say, but I want to put it in order so that it makes sense to you. Some hockey people were very upset with what Craig Button had to say yesterday about Mike Babcock. Um, So, yeah, my phone blew up. They're all watching the show. That's my point. From all across Western Canada, some in the States, Darren, they didn't like what Craig Button had to say about Mike Babcock. They said he was grandstanding for the media. I said, maybe he was. He's a broadcaster now. Whatever. Who cares? He's obviously not a Babcock fan. Um... It was sent to me today by Gino DePaoli, the voice of the Medicine Hat Tigers. The latest Spit and Chicklets episode where I guess Biz Nasty said on there, hey, I didn't mean for Babs to get fired. I didn't mean for, for that to happen. I just wanted to bring this. And I'm like, the genie can't go back in the bottle, Biz. Just own it. It was because of your report, Babcock got fired. I don't think you have a problem with that. So just own it. That's fine. It's fine. Nobody really has a problem with that. Now, in two of those phone calls that I got, Darren, people were like, I'm never listening to spitting checklists again. And my guess is they probably never have. But that's why I asked in the poll, and I will ask you, if you're even a fan or a follower of Spit and Chicklets. Because in 2019, the year I left, after, I left the CFL, I was broadcasting junior hockey with you on television. Play-by-play the league final. And everywhere I went in these barns, 
the kids and the coaches and all the hockey people were like, have you been listening to Spit and Chicklets? You got to watch Spit and Chicklets or listen to it. And I said, well, I haven't, but I'll try it. And I don't want to sound like a prude here. You know me pretty well. I'm a fairly open-minded, foul-mouthed trucker guy. I, I found it outrageously offensive. Spit and Chicklets. That's also fine. It just wasn't for me. This show isn't necessarily for everybody either. I get it. I'm not offended by that. My, I'm sure you remember me saying at the time, if I wanted to hear this, I would just go into the, any dressing room because that's what the talk is. I've had it my whole life. I'm not interested in listening to it anymore. I like Biz. He's been on this show. Ryan Whitney seems okay too. But the show's just not for me. And as one of those hockey guys said to me today, and he was an older guy, he was like, and you'll wonder why we have the problems in the culture of hockey or why junior hockey players go and do dumb things. I don't think I need to name any specific incidents. But the way the language is and the culture is on spit and chicklets, this is the example of hockey? We said last week, I don't understand why the NHL endorses the things that Biz does and then puts him on a panel right beside Wayne Gretzky, which I'll say one more time. I like Biz. He's been on this show. Say whatever you want. It's just not for me. I lived it for 30 years. I'm not interested in living it anymore, but I understand it's very influential and people really like it. So I guess, am I landing the plane Not really, other than to say that Mike Babcock has a lot of supporters out there, and I I don't know if that would surprise people or not. So your thoughts, starting with, how are you voting in the poll, yes or no, fan or follower, spit and chiclets? I'm going to vote yes. Um, I don't listen to the podcast routinely. To be honest, I I don't know when the last time was that I listened to an episode of Spit and Chiclets, the podcast, but I follow all the social media channels. I see the clips, and that's what I really like. I think what makes them successful is they've kind of embraced this new era of hockey where the players are more the stars and they have more power and they more, have more influence. But they're also talented in the way that they storytell and in the way that oh, yeah. they get their message across. So I really like that. And, you know, I'm kind of, I don't know what the word is, but I kind of have a foot in both pools, the old school and the new school, right? I kind of come up in both. And, uh, and I think they do a great job. I mean, sometimes, yeah, it's a lot, um, you know, especially um, it, it's very different. They go out and play their, their golf. They call it a sandbagger, and they're getting drunk, and they're doing this, and they're playing with hockey players and totally letting it loose. But then mixed in there, there's some really good convos. So I'll vote yes on the poll. I, I'm a fan. Totally fine. And then on the Babs thing, look, he ain't coaching again. And even those guys that called me, uh, one was a big – was a big Husky guy, U of S Husky guy, where Babs just recently, and they'll say, nobody had any issues with Bab, highly professional. I'm sure he was, but on the flip side, I had, I had people from the officiating community tell me that Babs kicked in the door after a game of the refs that the Huskies had just won. And I'm like, I have no problem believing that either. He's a, he's a very large personality hard to control and what's lost here in a lot of it and by the way the story isn't over it's like why are we still talking about it i just don't think it's not necessarily going away just yet i'm not sure that we've heard from the last of babs yet i mean he took a kick in the pills licking his wounds right now and we'll probably hear from him down the line um unless he's being paid out that's why you didn't hear from him after toronto for a long time because he had millions to get in a settlement i'm not sure that's the case here right now but 
even some of Bab's closest friends were like, hey, he, they're not defending him in this situation. They'll say he didn't learn his lesson from Toronto. He's never apologized. With a lot of the way Craig, what Craig Button said on Monday was right. It was kind of his delivery, right? He just went after Babcock on that. So anyways, um, I, I think for now, I'm ready to move on because I have a lot of other things that I want to get to today, unless you have anything more. No, the only other thing that I saw in this whole situation was we saw the statement from Babcock and Boone Jenner. And a lot of people online are saying, well, they had a great conversation, a good back and forth, and they each shared photos. What's so wrong about that? Well, Boone Jenner's experience, who's 30 and considered an older player, and some of the younger players' experience can be completely different. He can have a great experience with Babcock, and the other players can have a poor experience, and they can both coexist at the same time. So I think this is an open and shut thing. I don't think we're going to hear a lot more from it because I'm with you. I don't think Babcock coaches again. No, like anything in life, people have their own perspective and takes. As I said, standing in front of the clubhouse yesterday, a meeting of my club, talking to this guy, Greg, from Toronto, who I just met a few weeks ago. I said, Babs has been great to me. I can only go by how he treats me. And he goes, that's all you can do. That's all you can do. I'm not going to go by what everybody else says, or I wouldn't like anybody. Anyways, from the audience... Patrolman Pete says, just say it, Roddy. Babs is an egomaniac. Even he would probably agree with that. But as I said on the phone to one of these guys this morning, he's just one of hundreds of old hockey guys like that that I know. How come Babs gets nailed to the cross, which was the actual quote from my friend today. They're the NHL's nailing Babs to the cross. But what about all these other coaches? You want to get into what I've seen? Witnessed? Right? There's a lot of egomaniacs in the, in, in the business, and why is it him? Uh, Patrolman Pete also says, pretty ballsy take by Button. Good for him. And that's what people need to understand is uh, I'm kind of getting there, too, in that Babs, he don't, or uh, Craig Button doesn't care what anybody thinks. He's got a nice, well-paying job at TSN where he can say whatever the hell he wants, and he doesn't care who he pisses off. One thing that did surprise me a lot in the last 24 hours is the anti-Craig Button sentiment across Canada amongst hockey fans. I thought everybody loved him. I should have known better. Nobody has universal support, but I didn't realize that he's that controversial. Uh, Nelson in Regina says, Roddy, you're looking really relaxed today. It's the T-shirt, bruh. It's the Under Armour T-shirt. It's new, and I love it a lot. And I also love where I am in life, geographically and everything else, spiritually. Uh, 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 Kevin, the medium. Good morning, RP peeps from the heart of Barcelona. Is that in Spain? Yeah, how about Good that? Good morning, Kev. Yep. Uh, Robert Campbell says Babcock is a dinosaur. He represents the old toxic hockey culture. As I was saying earlier, without it being a damnation on spit and chiclets, spit and chiclets represents what's wrong with hockey culture, too. That's the ironic part of all of this. I mean, just go listen to it. I had listened for 10 minutes. I'm like, this is Way too offensive, but I will guarantee you 20 years ago, I would have thought it was hilarious. So I get it, but I'm not a 20-year-old hockey player, right? And nor am I that's riding the bus with them. That's, that's their demo, and they're doing it well. Yeah. 
Ryan McCarthy in upstate New York says, part of me wonders if Yarmo Kekalainen and John Davidson are on a very short leash by Columbus ownership after this incident. Well, they should be. And further to that, if you read Mike Stackhouse's column on rodpeterson.com from the weekend, he said, Brendan Shanahan played for Mike Babcock and hired him in Toronto. How come nobody's talking about that? And Allie in Texas says, I follow Spit and Chicklets for the few times they have some tea to spill. LOL. I'm not a fan. It could go away today and it wouldn't bother me. I guess my point is they're very similar to Pat McAfee. They came up through that bar stool brand and there's, there's room for it. Just because I don't listen don't mean it's not going to survive. Anyways, we'll get to all the football stuff and I haven't even got to the big hockey stuff that... I feel like we all came here today for, so hang on, we're only halfway through the quick six show topics. This is the warm-up on the Game Plus television network, WQEE Radio, podcast and YouTube Live. Everybody, hope you're having a good time. And by the way, collectors register for the premier sports card convention where collectors, enthusiasts, and sports lovers unite to celebrate the beauty and value of their treasured items. It's taking place in Red Deer, Alberta, in the Parkland Pavilion, September 29th, 30th, and October 1st. Get your tickets and more information at premiersportscardcon.ca. I'm in South Florida. The Moose is in Candle Lake, Saskatchewan. And I'm going to read some viewer comments in a moment. But can I say this, everybody? Please support our sponsors. If you enjoy what we're doing here daily, go support our sponsors. Common Crown Brewing, Sober Carpenter, Premier Sports Card Convention, uh, you name it. I'm not going to, I'll stop there because I'll forget some. But please do it. It would help us out a lot. And Moose, uh, from the text line, 902-518-3033. It's interesting how people have turned on Biz in a way, and that's fine. Uh, Rick in Martinsville says, first time Biz got a coach fired and wasn't playing on that team. And then said, Biz got famous using the hockey banquet stories. Then he took himself too seriously. Hard no. Maybe. I'm just going to read it. I, I won't sit here and try and decipher everybody's opinion, Moose. Brian in Ottawa watching on Game Plus television says, what a bunch of snowflakes. Couldn't the young players just say they weren't comfortable sharing info from their phone? It's interesting you say that, Brian. I'll say this. That's what that's all we know of what happened. Craig Button said yesterday there's way more to this than we even know. I don't know any more than what's been reported. Craig obviously does. That's why there was an investigation. And it's hard to run off all half-cocked, as they say, when you don't have all the information because you kind of make yourself look like a knob. And regarding Dion Sanders yesterday, we ended the show, Darren, and I think you were part of that conversation where I said he said he's not inter interested in coaching in the NFL right now, and people are losing their minds going, why wouldn't you want to coach in the NFL? It's just, you, you, you're not getting it. You're never going to get it. He's making $30 million a year. He gets to coach his kid. And I think the important thing of what Dion said was, Prime, I'm not interested now. Things may change, right? So the reason I bring that all up is Herb uh, watches in Melville every day on Game Plus TV, the home of Tim Shevelday. And he says, hey, Rod, 
Neon Dion doesn't want to coach in the show like you don't want to do play-by-play anymore. Been there, done that, money regardless. He apparently wants to work with younger guys and molding them into NFL uh, NFL players. That's his thing. I can't speak for the coaches. I can speak a little bit for the broadcasters. But Donnie Clark, Wendell's brother, he's not with us anymore, but he was the coach of the PA Raiders when I was the voice of the PA Raiders at the age of 20. And I asked him about getting to the NHL, and he's like, ah, he goes, I know enough about the NHL that I'm not sure I want to be in it. This is the last stop to coach a marquee player and have an influence in their career before they go to the NHL and everything gets all screwed up. And I believe Donnie when he says that because he was probably good enough to coach in the NHL. He wanted to coach at that level. He wasn't making $30 million a year like Dion, but it's the same idea. And with the play-by-play, what I love is people are actually fighting to understand why, yes, I wanted to do play-by-play at one time, but now you're seeing why I don't want to do it anymore. I can still be in the NHL and work with the athletes and go to the arena every day, plus NFL and college and other leagues and sports and levels. This is what I want to do now, and they're finally starting to get it. Some will never get it, and you realize you just got to move on from them. So thank you, everybody, for playing. Now the most important thing, a quick one on the football. Darren, point three, the NFL says leaders of the players union have advised running backs to fake injuries. Let me read that again. The NFL says leaders of the players union have advised running backs to fake injuries. The league made the allegation in a grievance it filed last week against the NFL Players Association. The grievance says President J.C. Treader and other union leaders suggested that running backs considered feigning or exaggerating injuries to increase their leverage in contract negotiations. The grievance was detailed in a league memo obtained by the Associated Press. I'm about ready to go back to hockey because none of that surprises me whatsoever, but you're more of the football guy, so please tell me what you think about that revelation out of the National Football League. It's just another, you know, case of player versus league and and that running back group. They had that famous uh, infamous Zoom call with all the running backs in the offseason. And then, you know, unfortunately, it comes today on the heels of Nick Chubb going down for what we, you know, have been learned to believe it's a season-ending knee injury. You know, Nick Chubb is is a top running back in the National Football League, and he's in that conversation as, you know, maybe the best running back or one of them in the league, and now he's hurt. Um, and it's just another knock on the running backs, another um, piece of leverage for owners to say, well, this is why we don't sign them for big long-term guaranteed money because of it's a not extremely durable position. They take a lot of, of beatings. And one of the things that I think it was Robert Griffin III came out and tweeted, you know, something along the lines of, you know, running backs, um, you know, get underpaid and then massively overworked. And when I heard you read that headline of feigning injuries, I think it's, to lessen the load, you know, maybe you need to just say you're tight, get some tight hamstring a little bit so you can get a few plays off in the game and keep yourself healthy. You got to take care of yourself because these teams are just going to run you into the ground, but it's, it's not going away this story anytime soon. Uh, thank you for that. Nothing surprises me anymore in sports from here on in. I'm going to read a couple more messages and then, audience participation there is no more 
interactive show on television, radio, or streaming than this one. There's no doubt. 902-518-33. I'm actually asking for your opinion, and you can write it in the streaming chat, too. One thing people also should understand, whether you know me personally or you do not, but if you have my number, I'm at the point now where when this show is over, my phone's going off because it's blowing up too much. I said last week it dawned on me, why? Why am I getting all these messages now from people I haven't heard from? Oh, wait, August 26th, brand new cable carrier, two million more people. Yeah, don't bother me when I'm not on the air. You want to talk to me? Do it now. Those guys that called me, you guys can, but you might not get a return message till the next day because it's getting out of hand. Brian in Beausager, Manitoba, writes in, he says, good day, RP squad. On a milder note, after yesterday's spicy show, after shelling out a few Benjamins to get your Jeep repaired and released from the auto hospital, how's she running? I would suggest uh, it's running like a Ferrari. Uh, Goldie, my Jeep. The only problem is it has some front-end issues. Serena thinks it's the brake pads, but it, it can wait. The engines, it's like when my dad was struggling with health problems when he got older. I'm like, knees, elbows, shoulders, those, that ain't organs. Yeah. You can get around with a limp. That's kind of where <laughs> we're at with Goldie. Now, the engine's fine. Tickety-boo. Yes. Well, we'll deal with the other stuff later, down the line. That's the heart, the DG brain, the asked, kidneys. That's important. Right. <laughs> yeah, heart, brain, lungs, all of that. Um, Brian says, good day, RP squad. Today in a milder... Oh, sorry, that's not him. Here's DG, sorry. <laughs> DG in Saskatoon. Morning, guys. Eight former CFL players amongst the 173 players nominated for the Pro Football Hall of Fame for induction in 2024 this morning. Doug Flutie, Jeff Garcia, Mike Vanderjack, Joe Horn, Chad Johnson, Ricky Williams, Andre Rison, and Brendan Ayabandeo all got the nod. This list will be narrowed down in November to semifinalists. Thank you, DG and Saskatoon, for pointing that out. I'm bringing my notepad over here. You you put in the thumbnail this morning. This will probably carry us for the rest of the show unless somebody writes in with comments or questions that'll knock our socks off, whether it's about Babs or spitting chiclets or something else. Seven burning questions. That, this came to me this morning when I was thinking about what are we going to talk about on the air? Coincidentally, there are seven Canadian teams in Canada in the National Hockey League, Darren, and... We find one. What's the most burning question for all of them? Going from coast to coast. I don't have them all. But in Vancouver, I, the, and this is aside from the obvious. Are they going to make the playoffs? No, not that. In Vancouver, I would suggest, is Rick Tockett the man? Is he going to finally be the man? Because they've been lighting coaches on fire and kicking them out of there like crazy for years. Can't remember the last good one they were happy with. Is Rick Tockett going to be the man? That's your second team, by the way, the Canucks. Uh, do I have the right question for them or not? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I think about that. And, you know, we thought Bruce Boudreaux was going to be the guy. Um, it's been a while. They, they need to find a, a guy who can get this team pointed in the right direction. Great question. Canucks fans, stand up. Who coached them to the 2011 Stanley Cup final? Off the top of my head, Alain, I'm blanking. Elaine Vigneault? Elaine Vigneault? Okay. I think. Thank you. I forgot he was even there. 
the way yeah. coaches turn. Because um, I know for Boston, it was Claude Julien. We only remember the winners. We only remember the winners. In Edmonton, I deferred to the Oilers fan who lives in the house. You know to whom I'm referring. I said, what's the number one question, Serena, facing the Edmonton Oilers? And she goes, not how far will they go, how far should they be expected to go? And by the way, I'm just throwing the questions out now. We'll spend the rest of the show answering these questions and getting the audience's participation. But I'm going to tell you right now, at Edmonton-Toronto Stanley Cup Finals, my expectation, my answer for that is the Stanley Cup Final. That's how I, far I expect them to go. You? That should be the expectation now in Edmonton. This is as, as great of a chance as they're ever going to get is now. And on the heels of that, my secondary question will be, it's kind of how far, how far Stuart Skinner can take them in goal. Um, and Skinner? It should be the Stanley Cup. Yeah. We're moving from west to east, and we don't have time in this segment to get to all the teams. So we'll, we'll pick this up a little later. But the Calgary Flames, it's not who's going to be the captain. I can just see it now. They're planning some splashy announcement. They know who it's going to be. The coaches do. I don't think the captain, whoever the future captain is, knows who it's going to be. It'll be a big announcement, and that's fine. But that's a burnt-out, horse-beaten question. The question is, can Ryan Huska be the guy? Similar to, will Rick Tockett be the guy in Vancouver? Can Ryan Huska be the guy in Calgary? And I think he can. He seems to be cut from that Paul Maurice mode, the John Cooper mode. This is finally, he's getting the chance. He understands you can't treat 20 players one way, which another thing, if you want to know that I know my stuff, Flames people told me this summer that the moment Daryl Sutter lost the room was when he publicly embarrassed Jacob Pelger. After his first NHL game, news conference after, the media says, what did you think of Jacob Pelger's game? What did Daryl do? Um, let's see. What number was he? Lost the room. Embarrassed the kid in front of the world. You can't do that. You know what I'm saying? That's not something those other coaches I've named would do. Uh, and Winnipeg, the question is, has the culture changed enough? To me, that's the burning question out of Winnipeg. You got rid of Blake Wheeler. What other changes you've made that we don't know? Is it going to be enough? Because you got a good team. You made the playoffs last year. I got their roster for training camp sent to me yesterday. I'm like, this is a good team. Don't mean diddly squat if they don't get along. What do you think? Yeah, no, you're right. You need to have a team that's on the same page, 100%. If they're not, if the team doesn't, you know, get along and everybody doesn't get on the same page, you're not going to win. Um, we've seen that all the time, you know, with great teams, collections of all-stars that don't win because they're not a team, right? So that matters so much more. We've seen that for those great teams in Tampa Bay. Those were great teams. You know, it wasn't necessarily the most talented roster. There's great rosters out there. And that's been something that's maybe plagued Toronto a little bit. Highly talented roster. Lots of stars on that team. Are they finally a team? We'll find out. Montreal, Ottawa, Toronto, we're coming for you next hour. Moose, see you then. See ya. Folks, I'm excited about our upcoming guest right after this break. Teacher coach youtube influencer coach phil reacts joins us next live on the game plus television network wqee radio
YouTube Live, Apple, and Spotify. reminder to you fam our cfl coverage is brought to you in part by sober carpenter non-alcoholic craft beer check them out at sobercarpenter.com for a vendor near you total wine and spirits here in boca raton florida but they have it all across canada in fact they're based in montreal maybe in auburn washington that's the hometown i think or at least the locale of our next guest coach phil reacts and phil before i go any further i don't know you from adam but I like what you stand for. I like the cut of your jib. I like what you're doing. But I would like you to introduce yourself to our audience if you don't. What's your deal, Phil? What is your deal? <laughs> I'm just a crazy brother that loves football. That's all it is, man. <laughs> you should put that on your Twitter bio, which you do have, by the way, as aspiring teacher, football coach by day, YouTube reactor, and single dad by night. But it just seems like, because I've been following you, you we follow friends of each other, uh, mer, uh, personal, what do you call it, uh, mutual friends, and but you kind yeah. of been taking this Canadian Football League by storm this summer. What brought that about, and how did it happen? It just happened overnight. Uh, I was doing actually doing the videos about uh, a year ago, and then uh, I did one video that just kind of took off. And it, it's just been a crazy. It's been a crazy summer. It's been the summer of Coach Phil, man. I, I couldn't ask for anything more, <laughs> and I love it. But uh, I'm just enjoying the ride, and hopefully, I'm doing something where I can uplift the game and let people down in the states know that there is another league out there, and they're pretty doggone good at what they do. Well, is that the video that I just saw that kicked it all off? You basically said, hey, you NFL lifers and that troll the CFL, don't sleep on it. Um, is that what I just saw? Like, explain that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so there was two videos that I did. Um, one was where, and not disrespectfully, I did it as nicely as I could, was I did a video called uh, Work With Us CFL, and that just took off where I was just saying, hey, we, we out here, we trying to, us content creators, more so for everybody else than myself. Uh, we're out here. We're trying to up, up uh, what's the word? We're trying to boost the league up and let everybody know that the league is out here, but you guys really don't want to work with us. And then it just kind of took off. And then the one that I posted on Twitter where I was like, to all the NFL lifers and all that, that was, I meant what I said with that. I stand on what I said with that. I really believed everything I said in that. And it just took off from there. Well, um, here's what I see about you, and I'm not just kissing your butt. Again, I got mutual friends that if they vouch for you, I'll vouch for you because they're good people. But you know your stuff. You're a good guy, and you're cool. That's pretty good three trifecta right there. Um, but the thing that I don't understand, I hate the phrase perception's reality because perception's not reality. Reality's reality. And I, I got, I've got tired of defending the CFL to people, particularly in Canada, because, Phil, as you know, and by the way, you're from Washington State. Is that where you're at? Yeah, born and raised. My hometown's right in Washington. Okay. I, I just get people that down here in Florida, they have more respect for the CFL than a lot of Canadians do because they know the game of football. I'm over explaining how good it is. If somebody wants to pick up the torch and that's you, then have fun with it. Because are you finding that you're making a difference? <laughs> 
I, I hope I am. I mean, I've had a lot of people reach out to me and just say thank you and thank you for sharing our league and all that. And when I went to Regina and even to Winnipeg, the love was just crazy because I didn't realize the reach of how far my videos got to people. I got teenagers walking to me saying, I want to take pictures. I've got adults. I've got uh, elderly, older, older people want to take pictures with me. And I'm just like, yo, I'm just a regular guy from Washington, a football coach and a dad and work in the educational field. So that's I, I didn't know that it reached that far. And I'm just glad that I'm able to do it for everybody, you know? Well, you got, as Larry Dean said to me, you got a good energy uh, and people see that. James in Borden, Manitoba says, I've been watching Coach Phil since the start of the season. Love his videos, but it's too bad he's a Ryder fan. <laughs> Is that a fact? You got a fan, a favorite team? Yeah, I, I do. I unapologetically root for the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. Um, so there's so much like the Seahawks back home. And I respect the history. I respect the culture. Love the guys. Um, that's my team. Now, now here's the biggest thing that people don't realize is I'm a fan of football. I love football and I root for the I root for everybody. I want it, I want to see everybody win. Now that's not realistic where there's gotta be one champion at the end of the day, but I want to see everybody be successful. So but but the team that I do root for is the Rough Riders. Fair. Hey, we all gotta have a team, as I always say, and as long as you're cheering for somebody. Um Janice exactly. Owen writes in, she says, finally on rp she's talking about you and you know who that is this they're rolling the ticker yeah, yeah. across he's particularly popular with the women i'm noticing haley oh, writes in that. and says coach phil is my favorite from susan i love phil he's a beautiful fun loving guy thanks for having him on from leanne she says coach phil will have a forever membership with rider nation um if you, if you don't mind answering a quick question, John from Edmonton says, Phil, what should the NFL do to prevent season-ending injuries or week-to-week -week injuries? Let's just say that to football overall. Um, do, you have an, do you have a quick answer to that? Quick answer would be, I'd say, um, you got we could sit there and say, oh, go back to grass. But at the end of the day, there's injuries that happen in football. They're freak accidents. Is, is really changing the grass going to do anything? I don't know. But we'll have to just see about that. But that's my view of it. I mean, injuries happen. Well, what's interesting about that is I've heard from therapists in football, athletic therapists that have pumped grass and have pumped turf. Hello. Uh, you can hear me anyways. I don't know if you can see me. There we go. I've, I've heard both sides of the argument. So I don't know what the answer is. Um, Phil, who is... Okay, we all know Toronto is the best team in the CFL right now. Who's number two? Honestly, I'd say the second best team, right? You have to say it's either Winnipeg or BC easily. Is Chad Kelly the runaway most outstanding player, the quarterback for Toronto? Yes. Easily, without question. I mean, he's been the most, he's been the most, I'll say this, there, I know Blue Bomber fans are going to be upset to hear this, but Zach has had some games where he struggled, and I know he's the reigning back-to-back -back MOP, but Chad has been the most consistent, and, I, and I, I'm big on consistency. Chad has had games where he's had his back against the wall, and he's stood tall. He's made it happen. The numbers aren't, like, out of this world, but there's been a lot of guys that have won the most outstanding player, even just even NFL MVP that didn't have the most staunch numbers, and they won it. So Chad's going to win it, I think, at the end of the day.
Well, it's just unfortunate because it's, it's not even an argument. Toronto's the best team. Chad Kelly's the best player. And they got him signed up long-term. So aside, if we don't say Toronto and Chad Kelly, who is the next best, next big thing at quarterback in the Canadian Football League? Because it appears we're going through a changing of the guard at that position. Trey Ford. Trey Ford and Jake. Yeah? Those are the guys. That, yeah, Trey. I'm a big Trey guy, man. Trey... Trey's going to change things. If, if, if he stays the course and Chris Jones doesn't get in his way, you know, <laughs> then Trey's had a chance to be something special. And uh, same thing with Jake. I love I love what Jake is doing. Jake's had a couple games where you're like, oh, my goodness, where's he been? But, you know, just consistency, and we're going to see over time what happens, you know. Dude, who misses the playoffs in the CFL West. You've been around long enough to realize how this goes down. Looks like only three are going to make it. So who misses? Ooh. Depends on the division. We're talking East or West. Uh, in the West, only the top three are going to make it. So somebody's got to miss out of Calgary, Edmonton, and Sask. Two of those three teams got to miss. Is that too tough one to predict right now? No, I think I'm... <sighs> I think Calgary's going to miss it. I think Calgary has been so, yeah, Calgary's so over the, it's all over the place with what they, and, it, and it, the season didn't really start off well because they lost Kadeem Carey early on, but that's a big part of your offense. But there's just too much inconsistency with them. Gotcha. Phil, I love it. Maybe we can do it again in the playoffs. I appreciate that. And thanks for all the great things you're doing for the CFL and for the great people that follow it. Thank you. I appreciate you having me anytime. That was quick and uh, fun with Coach Phil Reacts. Well, we'll be right back with a sports update and audience takeover after this break. You are watching on Game Plus Television, WQEE Radio, podcast, and YouTube Live. We back, we back. What a week, hey? All kinds of stuff going down. I'll get to a sports update here in a second. Um, mostly the Babcock stuff, but I'm seeing here that the United States Football League, the USFL, and the XFL are about to announce a merger. Come on, guy. This is who didn't see that coming? which we'll talk more about next hour with Darren. We have a lot of stuff on the table today, and I love it all. I was saying to Serena this morning, I love doing this show so much. I love it as much as I, anything I've ever done. And uh, I've never been asked as much over the last couple of days how, how I feel about spitting chiclets than I have over the last couple of days. Clark, what is the update on the poll, by the way? The poll question today is... Are you a fan or follower of this podcast, Spittin' Chicklets? What are they saying? 77% say no, they are not. Our poll question is brought to you by Key Auto Group. At the Key Auto Group, you can buy with confidence knowing that they provide reports on all vehicles they sell. Get fully informed about your next vehicle by going to keyautogroup.ca. Interesting thing. Um, I talked about this at the start of the show. I'm just talking about it now for those that didn't see it. 
I listened to 10 minutes of Spit and Chicklets in 2019, and I'm, I found it outrageously offensive. And that's not saying I'm a moral savior here or above it. It just wasn't for me. And anybody that's known me my whole life can attest I used to be those guys. So I get it. I just don't want to listen to it anymore. That's fine. I lived it for a long time. I actually had somebody sit me down and say, Rod, you can't be this way. It's wrong. And I actually, after a hundred times of being kicked in the head and told that, I finally listened. I don't understand. Has anybody done that to Biz and Ryan Whitney? I don't know. But it's very influential, so I don't begrudge them that. I know this show isn't for everybody. Spitting chiclets isn't for me, but I understand that it's for a lot of people. You can't argue with the numbers. I'm just shocked that the NHL is okay with what's discussed on that show. It's rank. And as one hockey guy said to me this morning, a long-time hockey guy, you'd know him if I said his name. He's like, and you'll wonder why we have the problems with junior players like we do after what you hear on this show every week. I, I don't get it, but what doesn't bother me anymore, you know what, is I don't care. Sports update, the Toronto Blue Jays will kick off a three-game series against the Yankees tonight in New York. The Jays have 12 games left in the regular season, six against the Yankees and six against the Rays. Toronto trying to hold on to a wild-card spot in the American League. Meanwhile, the Baltimore Orioles will put their three-game winning streak on the line tonight in Houston. The Orioles scored three runs in the ninth of last night's 8-7 win over the Astros. Baltimore two-and-a-half up on second-place Tampa in the AL East. The Rays are home to the Angels tonight. And the American League West Division race is the tightest in all of the majors. Houston has a half, sorry, game-and-a-half lead over both Seattle and Texas. Mariners and Rangers also chasing Toronto in the wild card race. Jays hold the second of three spots. Seattle and Texas one behind. Sports update is for Common Crown Brewing Company. They have the, they have the perfect craft beer for your enjoyment, featuring their core five. Good Company Hazy Pale Ale, Common Crown Crafted Lager, Journeyman IPA, Brewmaster Blonde Ale, and Coppersmith Brown Ale, four of which sit below 5% ABV, making them the ideal beer for your everyday common affair. Moose slides back in next hour, and who else? Jersey Gem. After this brief pause, stick around, everybody.